Okay. Thanks for joining Signs and Wonders and Miracles today. I am Deborah Bross, and I will be your host this evening. And you'll have to bear with me because Apostle James is uh, busy. Uh, He has some other things going on. And so at the last minute, I had to get something together, and I just pray that the Holy Spirit just uses me. And I am depending on your input. All comments. Okay. So today, or this evening, I'll be coming out of Romans 8, verse 28. We are more than conquerors, and uh, God will see us through it. Okay. So I just want to welcome you to this um, broadcast this evening, and I pray... um, Pray that uh, you get what what, uh, God has for you. I'm going to start off with prayer. Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. We thank you for bringing us here together as we study your word, as we learn, and as I learn while I'm teaching, and as we grow and change by the renewing of our minds, and that we may move into a deeper understanding of your truth and what you would have for us to do. And I pray, Father, that our hearts are open to receive these words of truth, and may your word, Lord God, penetrate our hearts, and may it come alive in us. I ask that you move through me and speak through me. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Okay, so uh, if you have any questions or comments, you'll hit one on your keypad on your phone. And then once your question has been answered or you're, you finish your comment, then press 1 to uh, close your mic. And sometimes that doesn't always work, but I'm praying that tonight it will. Okay, so Romans 8, 28. Verse 8, 28. More than conquerors, he will work it out. So going through, are you going through a tough time now, or have you gone through tough times? I'm sure as Christians, we all have gone through tough times in our lives. And uh, sometimes we focus on our situations and not uh, focusing on God to get us through. And once we do that, we, we conquer whatever it is that we're we're going through, what we are facing. So, and I can tell you right now, I'm going through some, through a tough time right now, and I'm just learning to go through this, this time. And sometimes we get into, you know, when we're going through some things, we say, how does God cause all things to work? together for good when we're just going through so much. It's just like over here to the left, we got something going on. Next thing you know, something over here to the right is going on. And it's just uh, almost like a domino effect every time you turn. Whichever way you turn, there's something going on. But we know what the devil meant for bad, God will turn it into good because that is what his word says. So God is actively working in our lives to make these circumstances end up for our good. And a lot of times we go through things or he allows us to go through things in order for us to know who we are, what, we, what we're about, to help strengthen us, to help us deal with future circumstances, because we, if we're going through something now that we've only been through something once, it's not going to be our last time. So the next time that we face a difficult situation, a tough time, then we'll have some idea how to get through it. It'll be easier for us, but it won't be easy, if that makes sense. <clears throat> so... <clears throat> Mostly, our circumstances are not good, 
And that's because of this world. It, it, we're in a fallen world. So bad things happen, and they could be results of sins. Well, it will be a result of sin because even if it's of this fallen world, somebody is sinning. You know, everybody is not a Christian. Every Everybody's not living a perfect life or attempting to live a perfect perfect life. So bad circumstances can be the direct result of a specific action or it can be a natural component of this fallen world. <clears throat> and we all know that this world is not fair. We know that people in power, you know, that have the riches and they mainly control the world uh, and their heart is the right because they trust in their riches and not in God. But when we trust in God, everything that happens will end work, end up working together for good. Okay? So that would be, who would you trust? If you were rich, poor, you're going through, who are you going to trust? If you're rich, are you going to trust in your riches? Because I believe there's a scripture that says your riches, you, you can't trust in that because that's not going to get you in heaven or your family. So do you focus your trust on God and watch him cause your circumstances to work together for good? Okay. Excuse me. If you have any comments, press one. Questions, press one. And I will open up your mic. Okay. So... Go on. And those of you who are just joining, okay, I see your hand up. Those of you who are just joining, I'm coming out of Romans 8, verse 28. 501-208, your mic is open. Talking about who we trust in. The Bible also tells us, that we are one body with many members, and we all need each other, right? So I know you said put your trust in God, but put your trust also in the in the body of, of Christ. And I'm, I'm not talking about people who say they believe. I'm talking about the true believer because they're going to live what the Word says and do what the Word says, and what they do is going to be beneficial and, and for you. We uh, a lot of times we get and we talk about well I don't trust nobody I don't trust nobody, right? The Bible tells us that uh, but not I trust a man because he will truly deceive you. But he told us that we are one body, and there should not be any lack in the body. If you're hurting, I should be hurting. We should be always trying to help each other and edify each other. But we take that body thing and we don't know what it means because if we look at the body, it all works together. Together for the good of those who love me, him and call according to his purpose. Our body is what is it say? Our reasonable service. So we have to learn to rely on each other. Also, that's why he put us here. Do we walk through this thing? I'm by myself. I don't got nobody to lean on. But I don't believe that's so. I believe if we are truly in the body of Christ and we truly love each other, we truly care about each other, and we don't have these ulterior motives, that we can, we should be helping each other and edifying each other. I hear you. So what does the Bible say? Does it tell us to trust in man or trust in God? The Bible says that the body works together. We are one body. So just like Jesus and God are one, Jesus prayed that prayer. He wished that we could be one with him. We are one body. We, we want to put things apart. We want to take, take scripture and be like legalistic. But the, body, the Bible tells us we are one body. So we can get to be one body. We could trust each other. But if we don't get okay. to be one body, if we don't get to be one body, we can't trust each other. Like like I heard Pastor say the other day, I don't trust nobody. But I trust people. I trust people who I know are truly in the body of Christ and and, 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 and 
But when I talk to them, you can tell who they are. Mm-hmm. So the reason why oh, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, you're good. The reason why I said that is because it reminded me of when um, Jesus had to rebuke Peter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the devil could enter in at any time in anybody. So <clears throat> if somebody's not putting on their armor of God every day or in the word with God every day, you know, spending that time with them, that's kind of, I'm not saying it will happen to everybody, you know, it can, it's a possibility. So maybe that's what that God means by that. Trust, put your trust in me and not in man because everybody's not dependable, whether they want to, you know, if they're in the body of Christ and they truly love God, we still fail each other. We still, not because we want to, Mm -hmm. but for whatever circumstance. So that's how I interpret what he means by put your trust in him. It's not that you can't trust anybody because you, when you're married, hopefully you can trust your spouse, you know. Exactly. But, but what I'm talking about is the body, right? Like when I where I grew up, I don't like to go there. But where I grew up, right, in the community, it didn't matter what somebody done in that community. When they got down on their luck, everybody, everybody pulled together to help them. That's all I'm talking about. I'm not talking about we got to trust everybody with everything. But if we got a whole body and there are people there to help us and we shut everybody out. For instance, we have ministries, right? And in these ministries, we the pastors pray for God to send people, right? But then when he send the people, the pastor don't use the people because he don't trust the people. Because he's not looking at them through Christ's eyes. Even Jesus, Jesus knew what Judas was going to do. But he mm-hmm. look what Judas had. Judas had the money back. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is that we have to understand what the word is telling us. And we don't need to be... Just, I don't trust nobody. I ain't got nobody. But you do. Amen. And all things working together, but for them that love him and are called according to his purpose. See, we don't understand what love is. If we read, I think it's, what is it, uh, Philippians 13, or Ephesians 13 or whatever, uh-huh. and we go by what the, and we go by what the word says love is, and we do those things toward each other, and we don't have any ulterior. See, the problem is we've been brought up to have ulterior motives. If we take the word and go by what the word say, and if we did what the word says, we could depend on each other. And that's where that the verse comes in, renewing of our minds, because like you said, we were conditioned and we were taught a certain way. So mm-hmm. when we don't have an ulterior motive and we put other people first and deny ourselves, that's where that love starts flowing. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. So, so all I have to, you know, I have to just say that, well, Navarro, you know me. You know me when I first came up here. Oh, yes. And, <laughs> and I didn't trust nobody. But there are people in my life now whom I trust. Because I've learned mm-hmm. that they're working for the same goal I'm working for. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It don't so mean you that we agree your mind the way you thought. Right. It don't mean that we agree on everything. That's true. Mm-hmm. But we do agree on what matters. Amen. And that is God's word. Yeah, there you go. So when we become one body, like the Bible says, like when we get to heaven, we're not going to have all this derision. Amen. Thank God for that. 
it's not going to be. So when he's talking about put not your trust in man, that means you don't depend on man for your life. Right. God is your life. Amen. You have your brothers there whom you can who you do trust. And that's Absolutely. and that's all I Okay. Or he wouldn't have told me. All right, I'm gonna put my hand down. Okay. Eight one six five one zero, your mic is open. Eight one six five one zero, your mic is open. Okay. Can That's you hear me all. now? Oh yeah. Okay. As you know, I said I don't trust no man. That's because of what the Bible it all all you have to do is look at the example. Jesus had eighty two apostles at one time. They had power and everything else. But what happened? He said, now you've got to eat my flesh and drink my blood because they couldn't understand what he was talking about. They walked away from him and never walked with him again. That's because this, you have to be spiritual to understand what the scriptures are talking about. You can't take them literal. Most of the, uh, the scriptures in the Bible, are 80 or I'll say even 90% is uh, metaphors. And that's because we try to figure out things, and God tells us no. He said, my ways is not your ways, neither is my thoughts your thoughts. When it talks about the body of Christ, it's talk, if you have to read what it says, don't just quote scriptures like that. You've got to read it in what it says. Because when you know when you're moving out of the spirit is when you start quoting scriptures, what it is not what it says. But we all do that. We all do. That's why I tell people. Stick with the scriptures. Stick with the Bible, and it will give you the understanding you need. So, uh, one of the things I'm, I'm so glad I was able to get in tonight because you know I have things I'm doing here, but we got about four people here in the, in the building in the house here, and uh, uh, the main thing is you said you're going to teach on being more than a conqueror, and so I would do that first. Teach on it and then ask questions. Because, because, of, because of what you said. Oh. You hear me? Oh. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, so would you say that <clears throat> from what uh, Brother Dwayne was saying, as far as trusting people in the body of Christ, <clears throat> so we you really need to do what I'm saying, you have your thing that you're going to teach first and then go back and ask ask people for questions. And we'll go through that part about the body of Christ if you want to. Because I'm through now. The man that came to fix the garage for me. Okay. Close your mic. Okay. Okay, so that uh, is still open. One have to the hands are still up, so I'm just gonna mute everybody that you know that has their hand up because it's it's a lot of background noise. <clears throat> okay, so Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So those that love God, that is the human perspective. When we love God, we obey his commands. We do his will. Whatever he is asking of us, you know, what his word says, because our action shows that we love God because we're going to do what God wants us to do. So when we do that, he's working together, working all for all things together for good, but it's only for those who love God. And those that who love God are best able to appreciate the fact that 
we love him no matter what, no matter what we're going through. Um, I can say for myself right now, I'm going through a lot. My car, I only have one vehicle. I'm single, one vehicle. Uh, if I don't start my car or if I don't drive my car every day, and it'll, um, it won't start, so I'll have to get a jump. Um, since I haven't worked, oh, it's been, what, three years now? I have to trust God that he's going to see me through this. Because right now I'm able to pay certain things. I have to get help, so I'm humble. I have to humble myself to go and get help, seek help. But I'm still trusting God that he's leading me through this. And as I'm going through this, I'm learning, and my my trust is growing because I could be like, Oh, I don't want to go through this. I'm, where are you, God? Why am I going through this? And instead of complaining, and I'm just focusing on, on him and believing that he's going to get me through this. So if anybody else in the future that comes along that has to go, is going through some stuff, I can minister to them because I've been through it. Okay, so... Even when Job, in Job thirteen fifteen, he said, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. But I will maintain mine own ways before him. But we know Job went through a lot of stuff. He lost his family. He lost his fortune. He lost all of that. Even his wife was telling him to curse God and just die. But he trusted in God. He didn't listen to all that what his wife was saying, he didn't focus on his circumstances because he knew what he had God gave him in the first place. But by him staying focused on God, still loving him, God blessed him double afterwards. Okay, so sometimes um, God is speaking to us while we're going through our circumstances. And we always want to focus focus on our circumstances, meaning like we we often think we don't have the time or the money to do something, but God will always make a way. <clears throat> and first, sometimes you 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 when you're focusing on your situation. You feel like a victim, like your circumstances limit your choices. Like you don't have money or you don't have much time to do whatever. But you're putting yourself first and you're not putting God first. But the word says that he will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I believe that's Philippians 4.19. And so we need to take focus off self and focus on what God would have us to do. I recall Apostle James was saying that um, he would be the first one in the church and the last one to leave the church. But he was putting God first and he got himself out of the way and God was just blessing him, blessing him. Because he was not being selfish at that time, but selfless. Now, we have to remember that we did not create this world, this earth, nothing. That God created us, and he He created us for his pleasure. And once we do his will, he will take care of us. So a second thing is like <clears throat> you sit, you're going through, you keep thinking about the issue that you're going through, that it won't go away, but over time it will. But when you pray, it comes back. But that's when you need to get back in the word, find scripture that will help you get through it. Because in the book of Psalms, there's a lot of prayers 
in there about, <coughs> excuse me, um, about getting through what, you know, just for the Lord to help. Because we have to wait on the Lord. And there's a lot of scripture that talks about uh, the people waiting on the Lord, encouraging them to be strong, uh, not being fearful. So um, <clears throat> we have to seek spiritual strength from the Lord. Okay, so... You have to bear with me because I uh, got this at the last minute. <laughs> if we even dedicate 10 minutes a day in the morning, whatever, at least just starting out, spend some time with God, we won't be focusing on our, our problems or what we're going through. And just see what the Lord will want you to do. So a lot of times... Um, you know, when you're going through, that's the time to get closer to God. That's the time to uh, build that relationship and see what God would have for you to do. Have him, ask him to show you what he wants you to do and and how to do it. And then sometimes we distract ourselves. Uh, some people may get up in the morning. Um, they may have a a list, a prayer that they pray. When they're praying or what, however they pray. So when you're doing that, do you often struggle to focus on what you're praying for? Are you on your phone or your laptop? So if you're on your phone or your laptop, do you have email notifications or text messages popping up? Or when you're trying to pray, does your phone start ringing? Do you answer it? So, excuse me, a lot of times when that comes up, do you put all those distractions aside? Because we do get distracted. The devil wants to distract us because we don't, he wants us to focus on our issues. He wants us to not have a relationship or spend time with God. And that's one of, um, as Apostle says, um, can't think of what he's saying, but distractions and misdirection are two of the things that keep us from doing what we need to do. And then when we're going through all that, phone ringing, whatever we answer, we know deep down inside we can do something something about that. We can turn off our phone. We can shut down our laptop. We can, if we have a family, we can go to another room and be by ourselves to spend time with God. Okay, so now, Romans eight twenty eight means it's, it's all about the hard things that come along while we are waiting. When we're going through, it seems like it's, it's never in. It's not, it seems like it's... Um, where it's taking so long to get through, whereas with somebody else looking on the outside can say it's, it hasn't been that long. But if you're going through something, it seems like it's just forever, forever. Good times going on, it seems like they just go by so quick. But let something come where you are, you are, you are just, overwhelmed, you fix one thing, something else goes wrong. Once that's done, something else goes wrong and something else goes wrong. It seems like it's never ending like a domino effect. So to back to the scripture, to those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose, that means that the promise is for Christians. These are not for non-believers. They're for saved believers who have placed their trust in Christ. So no matter our feelings on a given day, loving God is part of what it means to live in Christ. That is who we are. Each of us is called to fulfill God's purposes. We all have a purpose here on life. We are just not here to twiddle or fiddle with our thumbs. We have a purpose. 
and we need to fulfill that purpose. So those who reject God do not express their love to God by coming to him in faith because people who have money, they trust in their riches, so they feel like they don't need God. And for those who die without Christ, things will not have worked out for the better because they rejected the opportunity to take advantage of his promise in John 3.36. Okay. So what is that promise? That is, for those who are saved, all things will indeed work together for good. All things should be taken to mean each and every circumstance that we might experience, even pain or suffering, will work or work together. It must be understood in light of God taking action. He is the one who causes all things to work together or work in and through all circumstances toward a specific end. And the scripture says what that end is, and it is good. Now, I don't necessarily mean that we're going to be happy or this this situation or circumstance that we're going through is going to be painless or financially <laughs> successful. I mean, for me, I had a good job. And, I mean, I didn't, I mean, I wasn't wanting or lacking anywhere. But now that my circumstances have changed, I'm not, um, I'm not, uh, that doesn't mean I don't love God. I'm still going to do what he has for me to do. Because I believe and I trust in God and I believe his word more than I believe in what this world can do or provide for me. Okay, so God, he works in us and through us towards his the ultimate good that serves his purpose for the universe. And we need to spend time with God to find out what that what our purpose is to fulfill what he has for this universe, for what what he has here on this earth, because there was a purpose why he created this earth and us. Okay, so while we're going through those circumstances, we are to wait upon the Lord. We are to acknowledge his sovereign control over all things. And... We are to come to terms with our dependence upon God. We need to let him know, we, Lord, you are my supplier. You supply all of my needs. I need you. I depend on you to see me through. You created me. Without you, I can do nothing. So a lot of times we like to be independent. It's natural for us all want to be that way. But we need God. And when we depend on God, he will direct our steps. He will order our steps for us. And like Job said, he confessed, it is the Lord who gives and takes away. So we should not be so fixed on the things that we have but be fixed on what God, on on the Lord God. Because when we all die, we can't take those things with us. We can't take the money. Even if somebody puts stuff, money in your coffin, you can't spend it, right? So I'm trusting the things here on this earth because all those will fade away. And so... We are not our own. We were bought with a price. So that's why it's very important to have that relationship with God and to do his will. So when we're going through, we just turn to God and we just wait upon him to do what he needs to do because everything is done in his timing. And in his timing, everything is perfect. He's always right on time. 
We don't need to try to fix things when we're going through it. If we put it in God's hand, he will take care of it. And guess what? In the end, it's going to be beautiful. So we need to trust in the Lord with all our heart and do not lean on, on our own understanding. So we need to get self out the way and let God do what God does. So seeking spiritual strength from the Lord, and as I stated earlier, if we go in the, in the book of Psalms, we find a lot of prayers uh, to God, you know, where many of them were asking God for help. So Psalm 33, 20 says, our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Psalm 27, 14, wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. So when you're going through, there's a, you can go to the book of Psalms and you can truly find something in there. These scriptures will encourage you. And when you're reading the word, you're not focusing on yourself. So you're not focusing on your problems because that's what the devil wants you to do. You keep focusing on your problems. You lose trust in God. So when we get through that, we, we become conquerors. And we trust God, we won't lack anything. Because we have Christ. And, you know, like if the grocery store runs out of household essentials or whatever, excuse me, we can be, we can rest securely in Christ because we can pray to God and he will supply our needs. It may not come right when you want it, like right then and there, whatever the situation is, but it will happen. But we need to be patient and quiet and just wait on him, slow down. And looking at the time here, I want to make sure anybody have any questions. We have time for that. So we need to refrain from all the worry and fear. Um, because if we're fearful, that means we're not trusting God. If we're worrying, what do they say? If you're going to worry, don't pray. If you pray, don't worry. And when we have all this fear and worry and anxiety, it overwhelms us. And when that happens, that takes our eyes off of Christ. So no matter our situation, Scripture always shows that a part of waiting on God involves avoiding being controlled by fear and worry. And so when we have that, we just lay that at the feet of Jesus. Release it. Because when we're fearful and worrying, it's not going to change anything. But when you trust in God, that's going to change everything. Uh, Psalm 56, 3, 4 says, <clears throat> well, I don't have the, um, it, it talks about being afraid, so you put your he, you put your trust in God. And in God, your word, it, you know, you praise him, you trust him. Okay, so we need to continue to learn and obey God's command. That's one way we can fight fear, and worry when we immerse ourselves in God's word. So when you're going through, go through the book of Psalms. It's not always easy, but we are more than conquerors. Okay, so, and then when we pray, we expect. We pray with expectation that the, the Lord will save. Okay, and we see God through constant prayer. Uh, we are to pray without ceasing. Does that mean pray 24-7? No, because God knows that we have other things that we need to do on earth, but when, you know, like at times you're not doing anything, he might give you a gentle reminder to pray. Start praying. You don't have to be praying for an hour. It could be 30 seconds, a minute, or whatever, but... Praying. That's at least you 
you know, you're having that relationship with God. That is letting God know you need him, that you are dependent upon him. Okay, so... Okay, so are there any questions or comments? Okay, I see a couple of hands out here. I don't know. 501-208, did you still have a question or comment? Nope. I, I had put my hand down, I thought. Yeah, it's some for some reason it's not working, so the hand stays up. So I'll go down the list. I'll put it back down. Eight one six five one zero. Do you still have a question or comment? Yes, uh, comment is that you did good. I just want to congratulate you. Main thing is always stick with the scriptures because that's like what you had there on uh, the comment I'm gonna make here. It says that. We know that all things are worked together for the good of them that love God. You got to understand what is the word good. See, a lot of times we put our own personal things or our thoughts in there, but you have to know what the word good means. And you'll have to get that from Genesis where it starts off where he said what he created. He said, it is good. Then he said, it is good. He said, it's good. And then at the last, he said, it is very good. That's because mm-hmm. you have to understand the spiritual connotation of what it's talking about. And that is, remember I told y'all, it is the plan first, then the correction. It was not made perfect. It was made good. When the correction is done, then the world will be made perfect. That's when Jesus will be ruling. But as mm-hmm. I say, the Bible is full of metaphors. So when you see it, it says, uh, for we know that all things are worked together for good to them that love God, who is God the Word, to them mm-hmm. who are called according to his mission or his purpose. And that is what is the mission and what is the purpose. It is so that we can become the sons of God. That's what it's all about. If you read the whole Romans 8, go all the way back and read, it'll say there's no condemnation to them that in uh, let me go back there and put it correctly, which are in Christ Jesus. And I yep. told y'all, Christ means it comes from above down. In other words, mm-hmm. God is doing the work, not you. Because if you do it, you'll mess up. It says, who walk not in the flesh, that's our carnal-minded self, mm-hmm. but after, after the understanding or what we call the spirit. The Spirit brings understanding to what the Scriptures have been teaching us. The more we learn, the more we'll find out. Man, it'll blow your mind. That's why Sunday, as you've seen the miracles that happened there, that's Mm -hmm. because Jesus did it. Amen. And like I tell people, if you get healed, Jesus did it. If you don't get healed, Jesus did it. Then you've got to find out what is Jesus doing and stay according to his purpose. Your mission is to become the sons and daughters of God. That's my only comment. Amen. Thank you for that comment. Mm Mm-hmm. 864-982, your mic is open. Good evening, DeVore. Hi, Karina. Um, I uh, I just want to know, I had this... um, when I first come up here, and I always try to uh, meditate on um, Proverbs 34, and where he says, um, it says, fret yourself for evildoers, neither do thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for thou shalt soon be cut down, for they should soon be cut down, like the grass. And with it in the green herbs, trust in the Lord and do good. And so shall thou dwell in the land. And verily, thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give, he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. 
and um, commit our ways unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall forth forth thy righteousness as the light, and thou judgest judgment at noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospered in his way. Besides, because of the man who brings wicked devices to to pass. Uh, I, I get great encouragement. I got that <laughs> probably, I think, on my first uh, visit up there with y'all. And so I learned that every word I get, um, I try to go over it daily because I think, you know, we think God changes, but he's always the same. Now, we can't have a formula, but I think that we commit ourselves, you know, he said he, he's going to do it. So um, I, I get blessed. Um, reading that Psalm seven uh, thirty seven because a lot of times you look and you say, God, you see all this stuff, but if we just really just really trust and learn how to trust the Word because the Word is God and God will perform on our behalf. And, you know, really we don't have to, I'm learning, I don't have to defend myself. I trust God to do that for me. And it gets on me all the time about that. And I'm just like, okay, God, I'm not going to defend myself. Uh, but I, I'm enjoying the teaching. And, yeah, I, I like the way you came. But I, I, you started early. My time was, I thought, being at 731. And uh, you was already ready. So I've seen that y'all got started a little early. But I, I'm enjoying the teaching. Well, thank you for that. Um... I don't know if anybody has any more comments. Okay, if no more comments, let's see. Yeah, this passage, uh, Apostle James saying, yeah, Romans eight. Yeah, it begins with the declarations of Christ's security before God, so there's no condemnation for those in Christ. And nothing will ever be able to separate us from his love. And so when we have believed the gospel, we now live in the spirit of God, and that allows us to call him Abba Father. So we suffer with Christ, and we suffer along with all creation while we wait for God to reveal us as his sons or daughters. And with the help of the Spirit, we are confident that God is for us and loves us in Christ. So if he is for us and he loves us, then we ought to love him and do his will. And so when we're going through through that, um, that it, it's not to say that uh, in this life waiting and suffering is wasted. It actually is meaningful for those in Christ, even though it doesn't diminish our pain, you know, at that moment. So no matter how difficult your situation or your circumstances are, what are you going through, remember that God is with you and he will work it out. So give your circumstances to God. Do something different. Instead of trying to work it out yourself, because I know in in the past, in the very beginning, it's like I'm trying to figure it out because I've come from a background where my job were as an analyst, I'm always trying to figure things out. And I've been doing that for, what, 30 years maybe? So it's it's hard to break away from that, you know, um, because I had to renew my mind or renew the way I was thinking because otherwise I'd be still trying to figure out all my problems, what I'm going through, and it's going to take longer because I'm not giving it to God. I'm trying to do it on my own, trying to do things in my own strength. So if you do it in God's strength, it makes it much easier. So give God the circumstances, the obstacles, and just do what he says. Let God do what he does because in the end it's going to be the best. Amen. 
So, let's see here. Any more questions or comments? <clears throat> I have mic open. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and close out. So, Father God, I pray for all the words that you have sown into our hearts this day. I thank you, Father, for using me to uh, bring forth your word. I ask that you watch over them and protect them. I pray that these words produce fruit that may uh, that may uh, glorify you. And as I close, as we close, I thank you that you walk with us. I thank you that you will never leave us nor forsake us. I thank you that we can just lay our burdens at your feet. I thank you, Lord, that your word is truth and that we can trust in your word, Father God. And I just thank you that that you will work all things for, for our good and that um, uh, as we renew our minds and as we release our burdens, that you will strengthen us through the process and that we will learn whatever it is we need to learn as we grow, as our trust in you grow. And I pray that the the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. In the name of Jesus. Okay, this concludes our, our Monday night broadcast, and I thank everyone for joining us. Have a blessed week.